Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Come on in, everybody. Listen, it is Saturday night. We're going to do a quick preview of tomorrow's online only, online only message uh, at harvestchurch.church. Come on in. Let me know where you are watching from. Come on in and let me know where you are watching from and speak to me uh, on Instagram, all of our other pages, not on TikTok tonight, but on all of the other pages, uh, Facebook, all of that, YouTube, all of those, both Business Format and Harvard Church. And um, we're going to make a do what you do. Come on in, speak to me as you come in. I'm going to give you a few moments to come in. Listen, I pray that you have had an amazing week. Uh, it's been a great week um, uh, for me. Great change has occurred and happened this week, and we're excited about it. United Kingdom, good to see you. Shalom, come on in. Speak to me as you come in. Talk to me. Let's make it happen uh, as you're coming in. So um, and I need you to share. When you share, people get saved. When you share, we reach more people. There are more of you that are watching than those of you that have shared on this camera. And uh, I need you to make sure that you're doing the same thing over here. All right. Um, so we've been in this series all this month called Let's Be Kids Again. Um, and we're down to the final few messages you've got two Sunday messages left, and then two Wednesday messages left in this series. And so as we, hey, New Orleans and New Jersey and Indiana and Ellington, Florida and Palm Springs, California, good to see you. Uh, Atlanta, good to see you. What's going on, Atlanta? Um, I really want to visit, um, but I'm really shy. You are more than welcome to come. So you're in Aurora. So uh, the Denver location is, is make sure you get the updated address. And I want to invite you personally to come on Wednesday, August 24th, because tomorrow's online only, to come on Wednesday, August 24th at 7 o'clock. I promise you, even if you're shy, believe it or not, my natural personality used to be to be very shy. And sometimes it can kind of, you know, I have to keep it in check. Um, and so don't you dare worry about that. All right. You're more than welcome. All right. We'd love for you to come. Atlanta, good to see you. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. I see tons of Atlanta in the building. Glendale, Colorado, good to see you. Ithaca, New York, Omaha, Nebraska. So... Listen, y'all, come on in and make sure that you share. So we've been in this series all this month um, called Let's Be Kids Again. And uh, we have been looking at um, really a lot of the life of David, particularly um, some of the key uh, changing moments in David's life. And I need everybody to listen to me very carefully. Um, eight, David was the eighth son of a man named Jesse. Um, Jesse's name in scripture literally means gift from God. So literally, um, Jesse's, uh, David's father, although they had a very strained relationship because there's a clear issue because David has a different mother than his brothers. They are in a blended family. And wave at me if you know that blended families can be difficult. Blended families can be a challenge. And so they're in this blended family. They have a different mother than David. And there's, there is this um, sense of rejection that David has because when a new king is getting ready to be anointed in Jesse's house, Samuel, the man of God, comes to Jesse's house and he's saying, there's a king in your house. All seven of David's older brothers were invited in. Hear me. But David was not invited in the house. So we got, watch me, we have a rejection issue. Uh, we also have an issue where he's treated differently. 
And um, David is the eighth son, and eight is the biblical number of a new beginning. And I've said this to you this month, that this is your David month, because David was the one that was left out. You got to hear me. He was the one that was left out. But what ended up happening? He was the one that God picked. And I want to say this to everybody watching me right now, whatever platform you're on. While you may have been left out, while you may have been overlooked, while people may have tried to push you to the side, I need you to hear me. This is your David month, which means the one that's overlooked is the one that God is looking for. And I need you to be grateful. Be grateful for who did you dirty. Be grateful for who overlooked you. Be grateful. Why? Because Jesse's father's name literally means what? A gift from God, which means what? Even though you rejected me, that was a gift. Y'all better shout me tonight. Even though David's father had rejected him, it was a gift. Even though David's father had did him dirty, it was a gift. And can I tell you as a shepherd, I promise you, you deal with some of the craziest stuff sitting in this seat. And sometimes I have asked myself this question. I said, Lord, what is some of this hell about? And watch me. It is a gift. It is a gift. Watch me. And it's a gift. Watch me. Not for your present. It's a gift for your future. I need you to put a praise in the screen, for, uh, 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 in the comments for every person that did you dirty, for every person that's ever rejected you, from every person that's ever lied on you, for every person that ever uh, tried to shortchange you. You need to hear me. God is so in the details of you that even what they meant for evil, watch me, God is like, baby, this is a gift. And this is a gift for your future. Why? Because if David had never been rejected by Jesse, he never would have gotten intimate with God. I'll say it again. If he was always up in Jesse's face, he never would have become the psalmist that we read about. Where did David get this musical talent, this musical gifts, these musical abilities from? When David was in isolation, when he was in isolation, it was his time of preparation. And for every person where you have felt like, God, it's just me out here. It's just me. It's just me. You need to know that this isolation was really incubation, which is nothing more than preparation for what's next for what's ahead of you. David was by himself. And I need you to realize there's sometimes you try to reach for people and it's God that shuts it down. You try to call people, nobody answers. It's God that shuts it down. You try to reach for people, you can't reach them. It's God that shuts it down. Why? He needs you to learn how to be intimate with God and you'll never be intimate, watch me, except you have rejection. This is why the Bible says he's close to the brokenhearted. How did your heart get broken? Because somebody rejected you. Because somebody overlooked you. Because somebody did you dirty. Because somebody left you for dead. Because somebody didn't treat you right. Because you helped somebody and somebody decided that they weren't going to help you. I'm glad they didn't. Why? It was a gift from God. You got to hear me. It was a gift from God. I have learned to look at things and say, that's a gift. That's a gift. I ain't going to be mad about it. I'm not going to be upset. That's a gift. I've learned to look at some sloppy trifling people and say, that's a gift. It's a gift so that I no longer invest my time, my energy, my pr I ain't putting out another minute in you. It's a gift. All right? You got to recognize that it's a gift. Come on, y'all. I need you to just say, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. Um, when Jesse rejected David, David got all of these skills, all of this musical ability, all of these songs that he wrote. Where did he get that from? From when David was rejected. And when he was rejected, where was he sent? 
He was sent to deal with sheep. And sheep, listen to me, dealing with sheep is sheep are dirty. Sheep can be difficult to deal with. Sheep, listen, sheep can be difficult to shear and get all of the wool off of them. Sheep sometimes will stray. So shepherds will have to use their shepherd staff to break the legs of a sheep to get them in line. Um, shepherds have a shepherd staff where at the end there's a hook where you can snatch a sheep back. David was sent, I need you to listen to this next part, to deal with something that they thought um, was going to minimize him. But it's actually what maximized them. I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to say it slow because I need you to hear me. Some of you, you have been in stages of life. You've been in seasons in life. You've been in situations in life where the thought was this is going to minimize you. But it did not minimize you. In fact, what it did was it maximized you. What do you mean? David learned how to be a good leader while he was dealing with sheep. Because he learned how to deal with difficult people when he was dealing with them sheep. He learned how to deal with stubborn people when he was dealing with them sheep. He learned uh, how to, which sheep to fight for and which sheep to let go. Because watch me, every sheep is not a sheep you need to be reaching for. That's a word for somebody. You don't chase those that don't want to be kept. Y'all better hear me today. You don't chase folk that don't want to be kept. It maximized him. It made him a more efficient leader. Because David, watch me, while he's back there, he's learning to deal with sheep. And watch me, as a leader, he was going to need how to deal, uh, need to know how to deal with this. Because David, you're dealing with sheep now, but in your next, you're going to be dealing with millions of people. You're going to be dealing with armies. You're going to be dealing with budgets. Y'all better talk to me. You're going to be dealing with other kings. You're going to be dealing with the priesthood. You're going to be dealing with the prophets. You Watch me, David. You were in isolation, but your next is going to be a stage that's bigger than every, anything you've ever been on. And that next is going to be amazing, but you have to be in preparation. Come on, y'all. Y'all still with me? If you're just coming in, I need you to share. This is the series we've been in. All this one's called Let's Be Kids Again. So David is anointed to be king in 1 Samuel 16. Samuel comes in the house. David's not in the house. David has to be invited into the house. And Samuel says, I will not sit down. In fact, ain't nobody sit down until David is in the house. And I need you to hear me. There is something waiting on you. Watch me. You have to recognize that preparation. Listen to me. I, I remember when I knew I was called um, to be a, a pastor. I was listening to a tape. That tells you how long ago it was. I was listening to a tape. And as I was listening to this tape, I, I, I heard this, these words. And these words, were they were so, um, they were so like, bam, to me. Because I have been in ministry, I was an associate pastor, I've done things in music and leadership development, organizational development. I traveled churches, building churches, all that. Plus I had business, I was doing all of that. And I heard this tape. And when I heard this tape, the, the, the pastor said this, you have to learn how to divorce yourself from what processed you. And instantly this heavy feeling came over me. This heavy feeling came over me because I knew exactly what that meant. I knew, hear me clearly, that what I had gotten comfortable in was about to change. And I need you to hear me. You cannot have new if you're comfortable in old. I need, watch me. There's a few of you watching me right now where God has literally got you and there's areas of your life you are totally uncomfortable. Wave at me if I'm talking to you. That is the indication that preparation is about to shift into performance. Preparation is about to shift into performance. 
Preparation is about to shift into performance. So when I heard it, I instantly had this heaviness to come over me because I knew exactly what it meant. I was like, oh my God, you have gotten comfortable doing what you do. And now God's about to stretch you again. I, watch me. If you're not living in the stretch, you're not living by faith. If you're not living in the stretch, you're not living by faith. For those of you familiar with Denver, Colorado, I was on Parker Road and Quincy Avenue. I was driving uh, east on Quincy Avenue. And I heard that and instantly heaviness came over me. I was like, because I knew what it meant. I knew what it meant. I, you cannot have new if you're comfortable with old. Um, even I look at a harvest, um, um, our building here and transition to a temporary location as our deal was up. And God, listen, what's amazing is that we got options. We can do what we want to do. We have an approval to go get what we want to get. And we want to be great stewards over our resources. But here's the trip for me is I was like, God, there's this transition and it's happening. And it's happening in the eighth month. And I need you to hear me. God was like, listen, son, this is your David month. I need you not to be comfortable. I need to create change around you. And so I'm changing everything. Hear me. And I'm changing it all at one time. I need for many of you to hear me. There's, your life may feel overwhelming now because God is changing everything and he's changing everything at the same time. And I need you to be okay with that. This is your David mom. David, you are going to be called in. And Samuel says, I will not sit down. In fact, ain't nobody sitting down until David's in the house. David comes in the house. And what does the Bible say? David is anointed right there in the midst of his brothers. And once he's anointed in the midst of his brothers, you got to hear me. In 1 Samuel 16, the Bible makes it clear that King Saul, there's this spirit that would get on King Saul. It was an evil spirit. Watch me. But the Bible says, but the Lord sent it. Hear me. You ready? Can I give you some revelation? The Lord created a demand for what David did. This is your David month. If you're not, if you haven't shared this, I need you to share this because this is revelation people need to hear. Shout out to the five of you that have already sold over here on badges on Instagram because we're going to sew them on. But I want to I want to give you this revelation. It's like Saturday night Bible studies, a preview for tomorrow's word. The Lord created the man for what David did. What do you mean? In first Samuel 16, the Bible makes it clear. Hear me. That there was this distressing spirit that came upon God. Or excuse me, upon King Saul. And the Bible says that the Lord sent the spirit. Can I get a few of you to type that in the comments? The Lord did. The Lord did. Well, what was David learning how to do when he was keeping the sheep? He was learning leadership, but he was also learning. He wrote songs. He learned how to be a musician. David learned how to change atmospheres. Come on here. David learned how to change atmospheres. And I need for many of you to hear me. Uh, you are an atmosphere changer. In fact, you are not a thermometer where you measure atmospheres. You are a whole thermostat where you set atmospheres. I need you to put that in the comments. I am a thermostat. I set the atmosphere. It was the Lord that sent the distressing spirit on Saul. Why? Because I need to create a demand for what David does. I prophesy that a demand is being created for what you do. A demand is being created for what you do. A demand is being created for what you do. A demand is being created for what you do. This is a whole word right here. A demand is being created for what you do. What do you mean? The Lord sent the spirit on Saul. Why? Because Saul's officials had a meeting with Saul. And it says Saul is tripping. 
Um, Saul has got an evil spirit on him and we need to do something about it. Let's get a musician. And then one of the guys that is a servant to Saul, which is why serving is so important. Serving sets you up. I see people get blessed from serving. What's crazy is how you get blessed from serving. And then once you get blessed, stop doing what got you blessed. Like how did serving get you blessed and now you don't serve and you think you're going to keep your blessing? Don't get blessed because of your serving and then lose your blessing because you stop serving. That's dumb. Let's not be dumb. All right. Listen, what happens is um, the servant brings up David's name. Now, I need you to remember, David uh, is approximately 16 years old, roughly between 14 and 16 years old um, when he, Samuel comes to anoint the next king. Why is this important to know? Because David has been out there keeping them sheep. David ain't been in no music conventions. David ain't been on Instagram talking about, hey, y'all, check out this sample. His name is brought up because he was faithful. Let me prophesy this to some of you all. Your faithfulness is about to find you out. Your faithfulness is about to find you out. What does that mean? Your faithfulness will attract a level of favor. You've been faithful in, in, in the back with the sheep. Writing your songs, playing your music, and you did not know that there was going to be a demand created for what you do. And for those of you who say, I ain't been perfect, but I have been faithful, put a praise on the screen. Because your faithfulness is about to find you out. I've not been perfect. Listen, my hand's up first. I have not been perfect, but let me tell you what I have been faithful. Oh, you ain't going to find them more faithful than, than me. You ain't going to find them more consistent than me. One of our Atlanta family, I saw him pop in. I don't still see him on there. Um, he, he literally flew from Denver, or excuse me, from Atlanta to come into Denver just to assist with the move um, that was happening this week for the Denver location. Uh, it blessed me so tremendously just to stay with willing to serve. It was awesome. Your faithfulness is about to find you out. Now, listen, let's go further on every platform I need you to share. Um, David ain't on no music conventions. David ain't got no Instagram page so much. Y'all check out my music. David did not have to self-promote. His faithfulness promoted him. What happens? One of Saul's servants brings up David's name and says, there's a son of Jesse. That boy can play. Here's my question. How do you know that? If David has been keeping the sheep and David has not had any time, David has not had any time to go off in any direction. He's not had any time. to. How do you know that? It's because God brought his name up. And I need you to put your initials on the screen. Somebody put BKF, somebody put HC. Watch me. Your faithfulness is going to cause your name to be brought up by people, watch me, who have not seen you do what you do. But watch me. But God's going to tell them about what you do. Somebody's going to see your image when they sleep tonight. Somebody's going to see your initials in their dreams tonight. Y'all better talk to me. Somebody is, your name is literally going to be brought up by somebody that doesn't know anything about you. This dude does not know anything about David. God, God puts it in this man's mind. This is why this is supernatural. God puts it in this man's mind. When God puts it in this man's mind, they said, well, go send for David. David comes. When David comes, the Bible says, every time this distressing spirit came upon Saul, David would play. What did God do? God created a demand for what David did. I need you to speak this in the comments. And then I need for some of you all on Instagram to put this in your Insta story. God is creating a demand for what you do. He's creating a demand for what you do. He created a demand for what you do. He's creating a demand for what you do. 
why was David the one to be part of? King Saul is the king. He can bring any musician. He can bring any band. He can bring any worship leader. He can bring anybody he wants. Why you? Why you? Watch me. God created a demand for what you do. And once God created a demand for what he did, what happens next? David now goes into the palace. And every time David, this spirit gets on Saul, David plays. So much so, Saul says to Jesse, Saul says to Jesse, your son is coming to live with me. Your son is coming to live with me. Your son is coming to live with me. I need your son. Your son can't come back to the house. Look at me. Everything is changing, David. Everything is changing. and It's all changing at the same time. You just got anointed by your brothers. And not too long after you get anointed, now you got to move. I want to come through this phone and, and shake some of y'all. And now you got to move. You just got to, watch me, now you got to move. Now you got to go. Oh my God. Now you got to move. You got to move. Your son cannot come back to your house, Jesse. He has to stay where? He has to stay with me. Where is he, where is he moving to? To the palace. He was in the pasture. Now he's coming to the palace. He's got to move with me. Y'all better hear me. For some of you, your address is about to change. That's why even this move for our demo location, I say this is prophetic. This is happening in the eighth month because originally it was not supposed to happen in the eighth month. It was supposed to happen last month. Right? The eighth month. As we're moving forward uh, uh, with Atlanta, all that happening in September. The eighth month. You got to hear me. You're moving from the pasture to the palace. Watch me. Watch me. Hear me. Here it is, David. You're about to learn how to live in the palace, but you, you're not going to have to pay for it. You're not going to have to pay for it. Because when the king brings you into service, he covers all your expenses. I need you to just type this in the screen. All expenses paid. All expenses paid. All expenses paid. The king covers it. You're about to learn how to be a king, and it's not going to cost you anything. Your faithfulness is already paid for this. Your faithfulness in your first... Your faithfulness in your first 16 is going to pay for your next. Come on, David. That's, that speaks life to me. That speaks life to me. The numbers mean something to me um, so prophetically. Why? Because 16 years is how long since we planted this church from scratch in a place where they say churches led and founded by African-American men should not last. Should not grow. But God has, done, God has made us last. God has made us grow for his glory. Y'all got to hear me. All right. So what happens next? David is in the house. And when David is in the house, now we're in 1 Samuel 17. And in 1 Samuel 17, you see David's epic takedown of Goliath. This epic takedown of Goliath. And with this epic takedown of Goliath, I've taught you, Saul didn't want to fight the battle. The Philistine army, they were afraid. They didn't want to fight the battle either. David, because David was a kid again. In fact, Saul says to David, David, he's been fighting since he was a kid. You're only a kid. What he did not know, what does the scripture say? That only those who act like kids will, will enter the kingdom. And I've been teaching you that the kingdom belongs to those that act like kids again. Not those that are childish, but those that are childlike. That's our whole series this month. Let's be kids again. I need for a few of you to type this on the screen. Restore the kid in me. Restore the kid in me. And I taught you all these things about kids are fearless until they're taught to fear. Kids are adventurous until they're taught to play it too safe. Kids 
Um, kids, literally, um, I gave you all of these different things. Restore the kid in me. So David is like, this is an adventure. I'll kill this giant. He asked what the reward is. The reward was that you would get, get no taxes and that you get one of Saul's daughters. No taxes and you get one of Saul's daughters. No taxes and you get one of Saul's daughters. So what ends up happening, y'all? David's like, I'll fight him. And Saul literally tried to stop him. I want to cover this in prayer tonight um, because for some of you, there is a resistance. Woo. There's a resistance that's in the atmosphere. Mm. There's a resistance. As David was about to go take down Goliath, Saul, the king, was like, don't do it. Nope, 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 nope. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Over here, I need you all to make sure that you click the like button. If you see me on this camera, if you see me pointing at you, I, right here, I need for you to click the like button. There's way more of you watching that have clicked the like button. I need you to do that. Hear me. There's this resistance. Saul was like, don't do it. Don't fight. I want to hit this resistance in the atmosphere because the resistance was coming from Saul. Saul's name in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means asked for. In other words, sometimes part of your prayer being answered is a resistance you didn't anticipate. Talk to me, y'all. Sometimes part of your prayer being answered is a resistance that you did not anticipate. I wouldn't expect Saul to be resisting me. Saul, this is your enemy. I'm trying to take down your enemy. Hear me, everybody. Part of your prayer being answered is a resistance that you maybe didn't anticipate. Father, right now, on this message preview, which has really turned into Saturday night prayer and Bible study, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, for the resistance, for the resistance that comes with the prayer being answered. I pray that we would surpass the resistance. I pray that we would beat the resistance. I pray that we would conquer the resistance and that it would not conquer us. In Jesus' name, come on, everybody, just type an amen right there. There's a resistance. There's a resistance. If you haven't shared yet, I need you to share. There's a resistance. So finally, the Bible says, because David persisted, because when you're a kid again, you will persist. You'll keep trying. And this is why I need you to be to ask the Lord to restore the kid in you, because some of you at the first sign of trouble, you stop. At the first no, you stop. At the first issue, you stop. Kids don't stop. Tell a kid you ain't going to get them some ice cream. What they going to do in five minutes? Ask you for some ice cream. What are they going to try to do? Negotiate a deal. Well, daddy, if I do this and this and this. Today, my little niece called me and said, uh, 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 Sean, sir, uh, will you buy me a Pomeranian? I said, baby, what is a Pomeranian? She said, it's a dog. I said, baby, I don't buy liquor and I don't buy dogs. That's literally what I told her. I said, I don't buy liquor and I don't buy dogs. I said, Baby, I said, I'm not buying you no dog. I said, you know, I said, uncle don't, uncle don't know nothing about no dog. She says, it's okay, sir. She says, he's going to stay with me. He won't be at your house. He's going to stay with me. I said, no, baby. I said, no. I said, come up with something else for uncle to buy, but uncle ain't buying no dogs. I said, I'm not doing that. I said, because I don't know about all of that. Hear me. Hear me. Why did she call me? Y'all ready? Because her mama told her no. Y'all better talk to me today. Kids will not stop just because you told them no. Here's why I need the kid in you back again. 
because you keep stopping because somebody told you no. You keep stopping because somebody gave you an issue. You keep stopping because somebody don't want to do their job. You keep stopping because somebody doesn't want to do their part. But a kid will say, oh, you ain't going to do it? You ain't said nothing but a word. I will call somebody else. Y'all better hit me. And she should, listen, and she didn't even call me. <laughs> she, she didn't call me. <laughs> you hear me? Right? You got to hear me. You got to hear me. She called somebody else. Man, uh, handed the phone to me. Right? You got to hear me. Right? Listen, let's go. David kept persisting. Because David, hey guys, I'm not anti-dog, so I'm not anti-dog. I just, I just, I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not a dog aficionado, okay? So just so y'all are clear, I'm like, I love all animals and I love all people. I just don't know nothing about that. I'm not a dog aficionado, okay? All right, so to me, you know, what is that? What is that? I don't know. I'm not a dog aficionado. But check this out, y'all. We're almost done. We're, I got one minute, but I got to finish this. I got to finish this. Um, so... Um, David keeps persisting. Saul eventually says, go and God be with you. Um, I need you to hear me. Um, I, I need you to hear me. And, and I need you to hear me clearly. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. Come on. Can I get a few of you to type that on the screen? God is with me. Saul said, go and the Lord be with you. So David was like, let's go. David takes down Goliath. David cuts Goliath's head off. And I want you to listen carefully because this is the setup for tomorrow. David is approximately 16 to 17 uh, years old or, or a little bit younger potentially at that particular time. You got to hear me. He's, um, he's somewhere between 14 to 17 year old range. The numbers matter to me. Let me tell you why. Because after David has this great victory and he takes Goliath down, can I get somebody to ask me in the, in, in the comments, what happens next? Can I get a few of you to type that? What happens next? After David takes Goliath down, after David has this great victory, what happens next? You ready for this? David is sent to time out. What? David doesn't become king immediately. He's anointed to be. He doesn't become king immediately. He's anointed to be. He doesn't become king immediately. You know what he does? He goes right back into playing for Saul. You better hear me. He goes right back to doing what he was doing before. But guess what? But now he's met with another type of opposition. Y'all ready? Because the Bible says that Saul is so mad because Saul keeps hearing, the people are singing songs. David has killed his tens of thousands. Saul only killed his thousands. So now Saul has got an attitude with David and Saul begins trying to kill David from that day forth. I want to talk to those of you who feel like the stuff that comes against you, it ain't just there to mess with you. It's there to try to take you out. Wave at me. If some of the stuff that comes against you, you're like, what is this? What is this? What is this? Even though you don't have the seat of the King David, you are dealing, you ready? With the warfare of the King David. Ooh. Even though you don't have the seat of the King David, you are dealing with the warfare of the King. 
Saul begins to, to try to take him out. You listen to me. You ready for this? And David sits in time out. Tomorrow's message is online only. 9.15, 11.15, 5 and 7 Mountain Time. It's called, What Do You Do When You're In Time Out? For 16 chapters. Y'all ready for this? Until 2 Samuel chapter 2, 22. I need you to drop a two on the screen. If you've been rocking me for a minute, you know what the significance of the two is, right? Two is the biblical number of witness. 22, 22, you're going to witness. Hear me. So you're in the year 2022. David is in time out for 16 chapters. Each chapter is roughly a year each. Let me see if I can make the math math for you. David, you are in time out after being anointed to be king. You're in time out. And you never get possession of what you were promised until you handle time out right. What? What? David is not anointed to become king until age 30. And you want to listen to this? He's not even given the whole kingdom at age 30. He's only given Judah, the southern part. In other words, David, you got to handle your time out. And for some of y'all, listen to me, hear me. You have just been in time out. You're not out of time. You've just been in time out. Well, I didn't do nothing wrong because mm -mm, time out isn't punishment. Time out is further preparation. Why? The longer God takes to prepare you, the longer he intends for you to reign. This is why when you see people like, yeah, overnight success, they started on Monday and then by Friday they up. Oh, they're not going to last long. They won't. The longer God takes to prepare you, the longer God until, intends for you to be at the top. He said, David, I'm going to take my time with you. Because, David, you're going to reign. Your reign will be longer than your preparation. I could throw these phones in this iPad right now. Your reign at the top, David, is going to be 40 plus years. Your preparation was 30. You will reign longer than you prepared. Wow. David's in time now. It was 2 Samuel 2 when he's anointed to be king of Judah. It was not, hear me, it was not until 2 Samuel 5 that he gets all of the kingdom. He's age 30 when he gets Judah. He's 37 when he gets all of it. In other words, God says, I will make sure you can handle this. So when I give it to you, you'll know what to do with it. I want you to thank God. We got to go. It's 935. We got to go. I need you to thank God for the time you've been in time out. Because some of you all, you just been in time out. And what happens when you're in time out? Go over there and sit and prepare. Go get ready. I'm going to walk you through this tomorrow. What up, Mark? I'm going to walk you through this tomorrow. Seriously. It's online only tomorrow. 915, 1150 tomorrow. What do you do when you're in timeout? You've been anointed to be king. You have taken down Goliath. You are the musician that when you play, it, it causes atmospheres to shift and evil spirits leave Saul. And here God got you in timeout. Imagine if David did not handle his time outright. 
And I need y'all to hear me. This is not going to be, especially for those of you who grew up in church, tomorrow's message is not a traditional just wait on the Lord message. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm going to walk you through the specific things you need to do when you're in timeout. It's online only. 9.15, 11.15 a.m. tomorrow. It's 5 and 7 um, uh, also. That's mountain time. So that's 11.15, 1.15, 7 and 9 for my East Coast family. And then, of course, for those of you that are part of my Denver Dream Team, I'll see you at uh, Grape tomorrow at, during the 11.15. Listen, y'all, I'm going to walk you through this thing tomorrow. I promise you, you cannot miss it. It's online. I need you to share for some of you where you've not, um, I'm not, I gotta be honest, I, I, I am not used to an online only Sunday. So this is new for me. It's a change for me. It is a change for me. I am not used to an online only Sunday because even in the height of the pandemic, I was still, my production team and I, and a few singers and a couple of musicians, we were still in the building um, consistently, even during the pandemic. So I am not used to an online only Sunday. So this is different for me. It's going to be a change. For those of you who've you've been online, you good. This is going to be different for me. So y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. All right. Uh, somebody says, be there with skates on. Come on here. I love it. 915, 15. Here's what I want to do tonight. Last two. It is a weird year. It's different. And listen, and can I tell you all what I told the Lord at the beginning of this year? I told the Lord, I said, Lord, whatever you have for me, I will jump. I said, I will jump. I said, I will not play it safe. I will jump. Can I tell you all, um, especially those of you who see it, you know our journey, you know our story. God's been so good to us. Um, I am in, I am in a stretch. I am in a stretch. I'm in a stretch. I'm in a faith stretch. I'm in a weird faith stretch. I'm like, okay, God, we're going to do this. Okay, God, we're going to do this. Okay, God, we're going to do this. Okay, God. I said, okay, let's go. Woo. But the last time I was in this stretch, you got to hear me. Um, I saw God blow my mind. So I'm excited about it. All right. Here's what I want to do. If this preview bless you tonight, I want you to put a seed in the ground. So into this preview. Um, and two seeds, two seeds. You pick the seed, a $30 seed or a $37 seed. You say, Bishop, they're so close. Let me tell you the difference. The 37, I'm still in the 37. David got the full kingdom at age 37. Somebody said, Bishop, I'm 52. I'm 59. I'm mm -mm. Catch the principle. Catch the principle is that God sees, he gives you a bit of it to see how you do it. And then, watch me. So, for those of you who only want to see part of it, you sow the 30. For those of you who want, like me, you ready for all of it, you sow the 37. Those are the two seeds. I'm going to change. Say, Bishop, I don't have any. I don't have 30 or 37. Give the best you can. But I want you to sow into this tonight. How can you sow? Dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. Or you can sow on PayPal, Vidmo, Zelle, Givelify. I'm sowing the 37. I recognize there was something significant God did in only giving him Judah first. Judah in Hebrew means praise. This is David. How are you going to act after timeout if I still put you in timeout? Let me see if I can say it another way. How are you going to act if I only give you part of what I promised you? And for some of you all, you got to hear me. God has only given you part of what he's promised. And he wants to see are you going to get an attitude? Are you going to give up? Are you going to get negative? Are you going to get mad? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Are you going to settle? Are you going to say, I guess this is all God has for me? And let me just say this. I have been 
Can I can I have a moment of transparency with y'all tonight? Can I have a moment of transparency? It's 940. I'm 10 minutes over. Can you give me 30 seconds? I need five of you to just say go, Bishop. And I'm going to have a moment of transparency with you. I'm always generally transparent. I mean, that's just my nature. But I'm going to have a moment of transparency with you. Um, I'm going to have a real moment of transparency. Wave at me. 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 Um, or say go, Bishop. Go, Bishop. That's what I said to do. Okay. Y'all waving in and saying go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. You ready for this? Um... I have said to the Lord, even this year, and you got to be, because the enemy, that mark, even this year, I've said to the Lord, I was like, okay, guys, so is this it? The temp and I'm not, a, if you know anything about me, I am not a settler type of person. I do not settle. I do not just whatever. That is not even how I am. I'm like, okay, God, all right, is this it? Like, okay. And the temptation to settle and not pursue tried to knock at my door. And the Lord said, you better not settle. I'm going to give you part of it at age 30, David. In fact, 30 and a half. And I'm going to see, David, how you act. And if you handle this right, I'm going to give it all to you. But you're going to have to wait until you're 37. You're going to have to wait until your midlife before I give you the full promise. So for every 20, my 20s and 30s, quit tripping. Relax. You better handle time out right. For everybody 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, quit tripping. You got a Caleb anointing. You just as strong today as you were. I know, Erica, not me. I know, not me. I am not even that. I'm not a settler. But that thing knocked at my door. And said, eh, why fight? Oh, God. Wednesday's message? So tomorrow's message is called, what do you do when you're in timeout? Wednesday's message, though? Wait until I give you that preview. Wait until I give you that preview on Tuesday night. All right. I love you guys. Um, 30 or 37. And here's what you're going to call the seed. You're going to call this literally your timeout seed. And if you just came into the preview late, please do yourself a favor and go back and watch it on whatever program you're on. Please go back and watch it, uh, or whatever program, whatever platform you're on. Please go back and watch it, all right? Because um, what do you do when you're in timeout? What do you do when you're in timeout? You gotta hear me. David prospered in timeout. I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna walk you through this tomorrow about what you do, all right? Love you guys. Last thing I wanna do, um, if you're not saved tonight, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. If either one of those is your life, Bishop Foreman, I'm not really sure where things stand with God. On the count of three, do me a favor. Do your hand wave emoji or say, it's me. I don't want to hop off of this live, even though I'm 13 minutes over, without giving you an opportunity to come to the Lord tonight. Don't miss it. Don't say, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is not promised. Like, what if this is it for you? And I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that to say this is your moment. Well, Bishop, I still got some issues. Bishop, I'm getting dressed to go to the club right now. You better pray to you for real. Better pray this prayer there. Do, you don't get your life right to come to God. You come to God. And God helps you get your life together. Right? You have to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. On three, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. Wherever you're at. One, two, three. Do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. Um, how can you sow? While people are responding, you can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. Use the email, hello 
at harvestchurch.church. If you're on text to give, if you're already connected to Harvest, you can use our website or text to give. And that's available to harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Come on, if you need, I wanted to make sure I gave that. Thank you, because I didn't mention that. Um, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, I got you over here on Instagram. Just do that hand wave emoji. Do that hand wave emoji wherever you're at, wherever you are at. Seriously, don't miss your moment. Do not miss your moment. Five, I count you down. Four, three, two, one. I want every person, everybody, I don't care if you and Jesus went to school together and he signed your yearbook. Pray this prayer with me. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and of my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. I see there's a, a Deidre on here. Thank you, Carla. There's a Deidre on here that needs prayer. Deidre, do me a favor. Um, I cover whatever your prayer request is. And I pray that the Lord would literally thank you all for the reminder over here. I appreciate you. Y'all are the best. I pray that whatever your prayer request is, that God will give you strategy, that God will give you answers, that God will give you direction. Not just for you, Deidre. But for every person watching, every person watching the replays, I pray God will give you strategy. I pray God will give you answers now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, listen, if you missed this, go back and watch this. Please do yourself a favor. It is the best 45 minutes. I promise you, you go and do. I know, I hate it, Pastor, that I couldn't be there. Um, but I was there online um, um, due to the move of our demo location. All right, listen. Um, this is going to be the best 45 minutes of your day, for real, for real. Go back, watch it. What do you do when you're in time out? Go um, and watch this preview. And tomorrow morning, I'll see you. You're invited online only Sunday, 9, 15, 11, 15, 5, and 7. That's mountain time. So that's 11, 15, 1, 15, 7, and 9 Eastern time. All right. Love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. If you haven't sown, so And remember, this is your time out seat. David got the whole kingdom at age 37. Um, two seeds, you can sow 30, that's when he got half of it. And if you only want half, you sow 30. If you like me and you're like, I'm ready for the whole kingdom, sow that 37. All right, love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. Guys over here, I need y'all to make sure you share it. All right, IG. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.